Many of you know Axis deer is considered to be the best tasting venison on the planet. I've been hearing that for years. And that those deer cause some ecological harm. Well, Maui Nui Venison is bringing those Axis deer to the market. So you can get some fresh cuts and sticks shipped to your door. Visit MauiNuiVenison.com. That's M-A-U-I-N-U-I, venison.com. Use promo code MEATEATER for 20% off your order. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Sport Dog is the most recognized brand in the hunting dog training industry. The Sport Dog promise to consumers is simple. Gear the way you'd design it. Every product Sport Dog builds is meticulously designed and rigorously tested in the field, ensuring it withstands the toughest conditions you and your dog may encounter. I've used that Sport Dog collar in different temperatures. It just doesn't stop working. Get 20% off your first purchase using code Meat Eater. So go to www.sportdog.com slash meat eater to learn more. It's a Meat Eater Podcast. Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. I'm your host, Spencer Newharth, and today we're joined by Stephen Ranella, Chester Floyd, Corinne Schneider, Hayden Samick, Seth Morris, Randall Williams, and Ben Dedamonte. Ben, this is your second time on the show. How do you feel about your chances this time around? Oh, they're way better. Well, based on what? What do you think? Well, maybe I'll yeah, get some of the same sense. questions as last time, you know? Oh, okay. And then I'll That's remember which happened. ones I missed. <laughs> never happened before. Uh, I do like you, Ben, but not that much. All right. Now, this is a 10-round quiz show with questions from Meat Eater's four verticals, which are hunting, fishing, conservation, and cooking, and there is a prize. Meat Eater will donate $500 to the conservation organization of the winner's choosing. And each week here on Trivia, we reveal a new stat. For the stat of the week this week, we're looking at Ben's performance from the last time he was on the show. Ben huh. competed in the First Light Ambassador episode and got five correct answers, which was good enough for third place behind Clay Newcomb. He told me second. And Tony Peterson. No, he, no, he said third. Said, oh, did he? Yeah. Second or, yeah. Second or third, that's what I said. Hmm. Now, Ben crushed it in three of four categories. He got 67% of questions right in hunting and conservation and 50% of questions right in fishing, but scored a zero in the category of cooking. Ben, do you anticipate that being a hole in your game again today, or was that performance in episode 358 just a fluke? I think I was a little hungry, and that might have thrown me off in the <laughs> okay. cooking area. Okay. Yeah. Do you fish? A little bit. Oh. Not just as enough. Much as, not as much as I should. Huh? Just enough to get uh, 50% yeah. of your fishing questions right. Yep. You know, on the, we, we were talking, how are you, how, uh, why no... Is, when you get, when you throw him a bone, mm-hmm. is it like a shed hunting bone? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> okay, we'll see. I think uh, the room may know when it gets there. Okay, that was a good one, Steve. Yeah, <laughs> did you come up with that? Oh, it's clever. Oh, no, no, I, I didn't do the joke. I didn't I even stole. get where you were going there. No, 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 no. No, I meant um, he's just teeing us up for later. Well, Seth uh, had a good joke, like throwing him a bone. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay. Good on you, Collecting bone. Now we have some housekeeping to get to. In a previous game of trivia, we had a tiebreaker between Giannis and Tony Peterson with a twist. They agreed that if someone who wasn't in overtime got the answer right on the nose, then they would be declared the winner. And that's exactly what happened when Tyler Jones snatched the victory from Giannis by answering that there are Eastern turkeys in 38 states. Well, within 15 minutes of that show ending, word had traveled to Steve about what went down, and then I got a phone call. Steve, tell folks what you told me about that tiebreaker. Something to the effect of that ain't going to be how it goes down. Mm-hmm. Do you want more? Do you want to uh, share more of how the phone call went? I, I wrote down some notes here afterwards. So I, don't, I, just I have an accurate representation. I remember of how being flabbergasted to hear that. Uh huh. And there's just no way I'm going to participate in, in something like that. And how did, how did word get to you so fast? You weren't even in the office when that went down. Like, I don't remember. Brody. Yeah, makes sense. What was Brody's take on the situation? Did he get you riled up? Oh, yeah. He did. Now that you see it, because I know Brody didn't like it. <laughs> and Brody wasn't because, playing either. Well, I know, but think about how stupid it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you could have someone with a zero. Uh huh. You have someone with a zero throw out some random ass number. That's right. You know? Still win. Now I wrote it's down. Like, it's ridiculous. I wrote down. <laughs> it'd be like, it'd be like, it'd be like at the Super Bowl, they go get the worst possible team. They'd be like, "Oh, you can play too." I know you can't play three. That's a horrible analogy. <laughs> if you catch a pass mm-hmm. that goes into the stands, yeah, you win. yeah. You oh go. yeah. If you yeah, at the World Series, like, but you could have all your players in the outfield, mm-hmm. and if one of your players catches a homer. Mm-hmm. You win the World Series. <laughs> That's right. It would be just like that. You're right. <laughs> now, I wrote down some of my favorite Steverisms from that conversation. Steve-isms. You called me a communist. You said <laughs> that I must be hanging out with elementary kids too much. And then you declared that if I ever do that again, I'll need to ask Clay if trivia can air on the Bear Grease feed <laughs> because its days on the Meat Eater Network would be over. That sounds about right. Okay. So here's the A deal. Communist. We're, we're not wow. going to do that again, Steve. We're not going to have the tiebreaker that way. But what do you think some other iteration of, like, uh, if somebody does hit it on the nose, uh, we add an extra $100 donation, or uh, they get to choose where the $500 donation goes, or just scrap the idea altogether, you hate it that much? Yeah, I could see, like, 100 bucks or something. Okay. That's what we'll do then. If somebody yeah. in the tiebreaker who wasn't in the tiebreaker Hits gets it, it right on the, on the nose, we then have a $600 donation. Yeah, because so, it's not like a full perfect score. That's right. Which is $1,000, mm-hmm. yeah. That's good. Now, the Shelby Index for this round of trivia is a two, but I think our winner will be in the six to seven range. And with that, we're on to the game of trivia. Play the drop, Phil. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? You stand to win everything. Game on, suckers! Question one, the topic is fishing, and as always, this will be multiple choice. Rotten Tomatoes declared a sequel to this movie as the 10th worst movie of all time. Is it A River Runs Through It, Free Willy, Grumpy Old Men, or Jaws? Hold on, say it again. The topic is fishing. Rotten Tomatoes declared a sequel to this movie as the 10th worst movie of all time. A River Runs Through It. Free Willy, Grumpy Old Men, or Jaws? 
a sequel to one of those movies is the 10th worst movie of all time via Rotten Tomatoes? Steve with a confident answer. No, no, no. Okay. A no. quick answer. I got a narrowed. Well. Okay. Again, the choice is A River Runs Through It, Free Willy, Grumpy Old Man, Jaws. Steve, how many of those movies have you seen? Do you mean the sequels? The or regular the... movie. A River Runs Through yes. It, Free Willy. No. Grim- Grumpy Old Man. Yes. Jaws. Yes. Okay. So you... A little bit educated in this field. Chester, lot of heaven and Han. Does everybody else have an answer? Free Willy, he uh, kills a killer whale, don't he? I don't remember how that goes. <laughs> no. Is everybody no, they, ready? They do the opposite. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Maybe reveal in the sequel. It, your answer. Steve says Jaws. Ben says Grumpy Old Men. Corinne says Free Willy. Hayden says Jaws. Randall says Free Willy. Seth says Free Willy. Chester says A River Runs Through It. The correct answer is Jaws. Oh, off to a good start. Mm. (laughs) Steve, off to a good start, he declares. Jaws the Revenge (laughs) was released in 1987 as the third sequel to the 1975 classic. It has a 0% critic score and 15% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. One review said, quote, it's illogical, tension-free, and filled with cut-rate special effects. Jaws the Revenge is a sorry chapter in a once-proud franchise. Other movies on the top ten list include Super Babies 2, Nicolas Cage's movie Left Behind, and 2002's version of Pinocchio. Steve, I just want to say how much I love grumpy old men movies. Mm-hmm. Mm, both of them. Yeah, no way they'd be on the top ten, right, Chester? That was the only one I could think of that actually like, I knew about a sequel. So I was just deducing. Does other uh, three of them have well, well, sequels? Spielberg must not have made the Jaws. Did, did, did it farm no, out? Didn't. I don't know how that went. Uh, but Stanley it, Kubrick. Uh, the critics did not Stanley like Kubrick. it. A River Runs Through It did not have uh, did not have a sequel, but it was long rumored that there would be one, and it was called uh, A River Runs to It. If they were going to do a sequel, mm. that's what it was going that's to be. That's not confusing. No. I'm real happy really? they didn't make that that's sequel. That's what they said. You can't. You According can't. to the internet, Duplicate. that is. Never Shadow happened. Cats. They should call it a river runs into a reservoir. <laughs> <laughs> it's got big old walls. <laughs> question two. The topic That's... is public lands. This next great question comes to us via Luke Wojnicki. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. The Kisatchee National Forest, which is the only national forest in this southern state, was commemorated in 2015 with a quarter that featured a wild turkey. The Kisatchee National Forest, which is the only national forest in this southern state, was commemorated in 2015 with a quarter that featured a wild turkey. Again, not enough southern representation in this room. Chester, I think, is the only one to come up with an answer so far. And Steve, but they don't look confident. That's a doozy. The Kisatchee National Forest, which is the only national forest in this southern state, was commemorated in 2015 with a quarter that featured a wild turkey. Quiet room. Thinking real hard. Chester, how do you feel about your chances on this one? As one of the only people to come up with an answer so far. Not very good. Steve, same boat? Not great. Okay. Not good. Leaves the door open for the rest of the room now. Kisatchee National Forest, only national forest in this southern state. All right, let's let's go. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the room has not come up with an answer yet. 
Steve is getting impatient. How we doing over there, Randall, Hayden, Corinne? You got your answers? Yep. I got a wild yeah. guess. Seth? Ben, in. ben just, just did some shed hunting in southern states, so yeah. okay. maybe he knows. Hayden, are you ready? Yes. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying South Carolina, Ben saying Florida, Corinne saying Kansas, Hayden saying North Carolina, Randall saying Louisiana, Seth saying Mississippi, Chester saying South Carolina. We have a correct answer in the room. It's Louisiana. Oh, oh, Randall? Randall Dang. got it right. What'd you put for the first one? Uh, Free Willy. Not Jaws. I, was, I thought it was a, uh, a trick question because the main yeah. character is a mammal. Because he doesn't was, do trick questions. There's never trick fishing, questions. Does fishing trick was questions. the category in his movie about a whale, so I just thought maybe there was a... I don't know. The Kisatchee National Forest is incredibly biodiverse with over 250 species of mammals, birds, reptiles, and amphibians. Their quarter, which was released in 2015, shows a tom turkey in flight. It is one of only five national forests that the United States Mint has featured in their Beautiful Quarters program. Question three, the topic is hunting. The world record non-typical elk, which was killed in Utah in 2008 was known by this nickname. Would this be the bone? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll repeat the question again, Seth. The world record non-typical elk, which was killed in Utah in 2008, was known by this nickname. Steve, with a very quick answer. This is the bone, huh? Are you going to get this one right, Ben? I think so. Okay. This is the bone. Well, I mean, it's like, come on. That's where he's from. <laughs> uh-huh. It's big news. He likes elk. He likes the antlers. He likes antlers. This is the bone. I'll tell you this is the bone. This is the shed. So don't let me, me down here, right now. Ben. Steve, you know this one, though. Uh-huh. Rest of the room looks okay. I think we'll have more right answers. Does everybody have the you answer? Know I think so. For the bull's nickname. Corinne, are you going to get this one? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Spider Bull, mm-hmm. Ben saying Spider Bull, Chris saying Double Wide, Hayden and Randall saying Spider Bull, Seth saying nice. The King, Chester saying Spider Bull. They got it. The correct answer is Spider Bull. And we have a correct answer. The Spider Bull scored over 478 inches, which was 13 inches bigger than the previous record. He was killed on public land in Utah by a hunter who held the governor's tag and was guided by Mossback Outfitters. The elk was famous before it was even killed, as videos went viral that summer of the bull in velvet. The nickname was inspired by the antlers being splayed out like a spider's legs. Ben, how big of a deal was that in your world? It was a very big deal. Controversial. Yeah, because it was of the governor's tag, or because uh-huh. the, they, they, the governor's tag, they could hunt it before the season. Right, there was that, and then With any also, weapon, right? Yeah, nobody ever has any sheds off of that bull, and it was really? unknown until that year. So there was a lot. Why of does that make it controversial, though? If it was a farm turned bull, out. that was a lot of people said it was a farm bull that turned out. Yeah, so there was, but there was one set that showed up that possibly could have been him. So uh-huh. kind of quelled the controversy, the controversy a little bit, but. People still, I mean, if you go talk to your average Joe in Utah, half the people will say it's a farm bull, probably. Really? But yeah. And did did you personally know about that elk before it was killed? Nope. No, I'd heard rumors about it. Um, Some buddies of mine filmed it in velvet. Mm -hmm. And then 
Yeah, I'd heard about it, but I don't think anybody knew it was quite that big before they killed it. Yeah, and I think the hunter was from Idaho, maybe. And, and uh, Denny Osted. As it goes with most of those Idaho tangs, right, he had a fleet of guides that were looking mm-hmm. for that bull. And I think, uh, yeah, he kind of rolled in and finished it. Yeah. That was like a but super just, shot. I, I don't know, but people are going to, when something like that happens, people are mm-hmm. going to really like any chink in the armor for sure oh yeah they will swarm towards <laughs> they're gonna that. really like anything that would be that it wasn't what it seems to be sure that was the spider bull question for the topic is conservation this next great question comes to us via houston wilson if you have a question you think is right for meat eater trivia you can send it to trivia at the meateater.com name one of the five states with the most deer farms in america Name one of the five states with the most deer farms in America. Quick answers from most of the room. Everybody ready? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Pennsylvania, Ben saying Texas, Corinne, Hayden, Randall all saying Texas, Seth saying Pennsylvania, Chester saying Texas. The five states are Texas, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, Minnesota, everybody got it right. I was surprised uh, that Seth and Steve went a little against the grain there with Pennsylvania. That was uh, kind of cocky, but it worked out. Well, it's kind of the birthplace of deer farming. Yeah. I mean, Penn State, had, Penn State has a deer farm. Mm-hmm. It's the birthplace Where they do research. Farm. According to Penn State University, those ah, five exactly. states have <laughs> over 60% of America's deer farms. Deer farming is legal in about 40 states. The National Deer Association opposes captive deer propagation, saying the practice can introduce novel diseases and promote the privatization of wildlife. Question five, the topic is cooking. We will get a scoreboard update from Phil after this. Merriam-Webster defines this Russian dish as, quote, meat that's sliced thin and cooked in a sauce of sour cream, mustard, onion, and condiments. Again, the topic is cooking. Merriam-Webster defines this Russian dish as, quote, meat that's sliced thin and cooked in a sauce of sour cream, mustard, onion, and condiments. Quick answer from Steve. Is it mustard and a Hayden. condiment? I'm just telling you what Merriam Webster says, but you're probably right about that. Hayden, you're going to get this one right. Yeah. Randall? Yeah, I think. I don't think so. Okay. Again, this is question five. Merriam Webster defines this Russian dish as, quote, meat that's sliced thin and cooked in a sauce of sour cream, mustard, onion, and condiments. Ben, we just discussed how cooking was a hole in your game last time. Are you going to get this one right? Uh, no. Okay. Nope. I might not get this one right, actually. You just had to pick up your phone to uh, no, check. No, I, I got a text Whoa. from somebody. <laughs> I did not. I did not. I did not. You should have seen how much he was on his phone last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Was he? he always oh, has iPad kid over there. No. No, I was I was dealing with a, a certain podcasting issue that we had to rectify immediately. Does everybody have an answer for no. the Russian dish that's meat sliced thin and cooked in a sauce of sour cream, mustard, onion, and condiments? Doesn't sound that great. No. Is everybody ready? Yeah. Go ahead I, and I reveal. Think I put down the tomato answers. soup. Oh, son of a bitch! Steve you guys says all got it. Borscht. 
Ben says oh. Ruben. Corinne says Stroganoff. Oh my gosh. Hayden Stroganoff. says Stroganoff. Hayden with or Randall without an answer. That. Seth saying Stroganoff. Chester without an answer. The wow. correct answer is Stroganoff. Well, a mustard folks. She's just thrown in the whole noodle thing. <laughs> Talk to That's Mary what gave me pause, man. That's why I said I didn't think. I almost Son didn't put a, Stroganoff yeah. down because the, the noodle thing. Man. I like Stroganoff. Off. This meal is named after <laughs> Count Stroganoff, a Russian aristocrat who had the meal created by his French chef. The original recipe used a French mustard and Russian sour cream to season the meat. If you want a more modern version, then check out Lucas Leaf's recipe on TheMeatEater.com called Braised Bison Stroganoff. Steve, are you cook- kicking yourself for not getting that oh, one right? Yeah, I mean, come on. How many times a year do you make stroganoff? You think? None. Never. No. Okay. You uh, don't you like know, it. I Kids it. don't like it. It's just not on my repertoire. Okay. Man. I'm Peak. sure you make some things that are close though, like in mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah, but that, but freeze. Yeah, freeze. I don't make stroganoff. a whole bunch a of white bit. sauce stuff, man. Mm. But uh, no, I'm, I'm, it's, it's ridiculous that I didn't get that right. I'm disappointed I missed it, but I'm equally as delighted about the <laughs> Count Stroganoff. Count Just Stroganoff. Like, what a that's guy. Right. <laughs> Phil, we are halfway through the game of trivia. Give us a scoreboard update. Sure thing. It's a pretty good game. Everyone's doing all right. We got Seth, Corinne, Chester, and Ben, all with two points apiece. Steve and Randall have three, and in first place is Hayden Samick with Woo! four points. That's not going to hold. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do to you, man? No, I'm, saying, I'm, just like, I'm just saying that's not going to hold. Phil, we it need will. a little more energy. Is it because <laughs> Hayden's in first place? Is that is that why you delivered that so somber? Oh, no. I don't know. Sometimes I, I, when I'm editing the podcast, I'm like, I, I got to tone it down. Oh, you brought bit, too man. much energy other times? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll bring, I'll bring it back up. Just Thank you. He's right sizing the energy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no one roots for Hayden. rain or shine every day is a great day for fishing right and you probably got rain gear but you shouldn't overlook sunny day gear columbia pfg solar stream elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest day man i was just in hawaii and i had my columbia pfg solar stream elite hoodie with me and here's the deal. We're in and out of the water all the time, getting in to go spearfishing, getting out, taking the kids to the beach. I'm not going to mess around all day putting sunscreen on and having to get washed off. I just run a hoodie. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to, especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad-spectrum UV protection? We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow, so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head on over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all of their performance fishing gear. Man, I just got a new truck. Before I even drove my new truck anywhere, I wasn't going to drive it anywhere until I put a deck system in it. That's how, that's what a believer I am in decked. I always thought they were a great deal, but now they're even better. Because they have redesigned their drawer system in storage cases from the ground up. It's like, I didn't know there was a problem with them. I don't know, they seem great to me. It's just an improvement on perfection. The new system, made in the USA, gives you 10 to 30% bigger drawers to fit more gear. It's lockable and secure, right? Weatherproof storage for all your gear. You build it right into your truck bed. You still have a truck bed you can put stuff on. The top deck of the new system has eight D-ring tie-downs integrated into the steel. So you have really burly anchor points to hook stuff down on your bed. So you got to slam on the brakes or take off real fast. 
nothing shifts. And like I said, they're, they're, they're D-rings that lay real flat. Like you still slide stuff right across the deck. It doesn't catch on the D-rings. The D-rings are built in. The drawer system fits any truck or van on the road in the USA from the last 20-plus years. Deck is a game-changer. There's no more like leaving stuff at home that you wish you had with you. The stuff I want in my truck is in my truck, out of the way, and secure. Go to deck.com slash meat eater to receive free shipping. We've all seen plenty of gadgets and fads come and go, but here's one product that stood the test of time. Seafoam Motor Treatment. Lots of hunters and anglers know that seafoam helps engines run better and last longer. It's really simple. When you pour it in your gas tank, seafoam cleans harmful fuel deposits that cause engine problems. I'm talking common stuff like hard starts, rough engine performance, or lost fuel economy. Seafoam is an easy way to prevent or overcome these problems. Just pour a can in your gas tank and let it clean your fuel system. You probably know someone who has used a can of seafoam to get their truck or boat going again. People everywhere rely on seafoam to keep their trucks, boats, and small engines running the way they should the entire season. I, for one, use it on all of my outboard engines up in Alaska every year. Help your engine run better and last longer. Pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more. Question six. The topic is woodsmanship. The use of this insecticide that starts with a P makes it 74 times less likely that you'll be bit by a tick. Come on. The use of this insecticide that starts with a P makes it 74 times less likely that you'll be bit by a tick. Steve thinks it's too easy, but it looks like the a few nature folks, of this question makes it 99% more likely that you'll get it right. A few folks <laughs> look like they're going to struggle. I like these lobs. Are you going to get this one, Ben? Yes. Oh, okay. Corinne may not. The rest of the room looks pretty confident. Randall, are you going to get this one? I think so. The use of this insecticide that starts with a P makes it 74 times less likely that you'll be bit by a tick. Corinne, no pressure, but I think we're waiting on you. You give up? Yeah. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying permethrin. Ben saying permethrin. Corinne without an answer. Hayden and Randall, everyone else saying permethrin, they got it. The correct answer is permethrin. I should have made you guys spell it. There were some creative uh, spellings there. Permethrin? Something like that's that. How, that's how I'm yeah, going to yeah. You gave I us the permethrin? Permethrin. Permethrin. Yeah. Okay. I'm saying it wrong then. Yeah. Permethrin. I permethrin can you be used. You put the emphasis to... on the wrong syllable. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it can be used to treat clothes and gear. <laughs> Most applications are odorless and last for six weeks, making a great choice for foragers and hunters. According to a 2001 study, the best place to apply it is from your feet to your shins. This was tested against other areas like your waist, chest, and head. I'm going to put it on the top of my head. <laughs> Question seven. The topic is conservation. (laughs) This is our listener question of the week, which was won by Will Farr for sending this great question. Will is going to get a book signed by Steve. There are only 600 of these left in the wild, which are considered to be the tallest bird in North America at five feet tall. There are only 600 of these left in the wild, which are considered to be the tallest bird in North America at five feet tall. The room looks stumped. 
Maybe Randall has it. Steve, uh, oh, give me a minute. looks like he's thinking on it. Only 600 of them left in the wild, and they're considered the tallest bird in North America. Ben, are you going to get this one right? Uh, no. Ben, what's the next stop on your uh, shed hunting tour? I'm knocking out Montana okay. on this trip, and then probably just start. I may go to Maine. I might fly out and look for some moose paddles after that. Really? In yeah. Maine? Yep. Have you been there before? Nope. Stoked. Is it uh, guaranteed you come home with one or not? No, but I think there's pretty good odds okay. with, with the numbers out there. Again, only 600 of these left in the wild, which are considered the tallest bird in North America at five feet tall. Does everybody who's going to come up with an answer have an answer? I just need another second. Okay. Uh, another second. Randall, are you going to get this one? I think I have a decent guess. Hayden? No, I, I, I'm listening to like the most basic thing I could think of, but I know it's wrong because mm. I can think of a bunch of other things that are probably taller. Seth, how about you? No chance. I don't think. Steve, how we doing over here? Yeah, it's not good, dude. Is everybody ready? I'm like gonna be level with you. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying mute swan, Ben saying great blue heron, Corinne saying a kind of stork, Hayden saying condor. Randall saying whooping crane. That's what I meant to say. Seth saying California condor. Chester saying flamingo. The correct answer is whooping crane. That's what I meant. Randall to say. got it yeah. right. Whoop, whoop. I accidentally wrote mute swan. Whooping cranes <laughs> also have a wingspan of seven and a half feet. Their populations plummeted due to habitat loss and unregulated hunting. And by 1940, there were only 21 left on Earth. Biologists believe that every whooping crane around today descended from a small flock that breeds in Texas. You know how I was saying, hold on a minute. I was trying uh-huh. to think of that. You're trying to come up with a whooping crane. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen one? Yes. Where? Mm. Yes. In the Texas Gulf Coast. Mm. Yeah, didn't we see him? Yes. Yeah. A bunch Son of, of a gun. So That's wild. If you think about it, <laughs> definitely seen one. <laughs> like, that should count. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're probably one of the few people to have seen one in this room. One of the 600 left. Question eight. We'll get a scoreboard update from Phil after this. The topic is mountain men. This mountain man, whose parents were a slave owner and slave, went by the nickname Bloody Arm. Steve, with a confident answer, no one else. Again, this mountain man, whose parents were a slave owner and slave, went by the nickname Bloody Arm. Steve, you got this one right. Mm-hmm. Do you like this mountain man? You just don't want to give any hints? We can talk about it later. Okay. You got it, Randall? Steve may be the only one who gets this. I am... Uh... Struggling. This mountain man, (laughs) whose parents were a slave owner and slave, went by the nickname Bloody Arm. I think Brody would get this if he were here. The rest of the room is struggling, though. Seth, you had an answer. You think you have a chance at this one? I just threw one at the wall. Okay. Hayden has his eyes crossed over there. He's thinking so hard. Dude, I I do. Are you going to come up with an answer, Hayden? No. No, I'm not. Is everybody ready? Randall. I'm defeated. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Jim Beckworth, Ben saying Liver Eaton Johnson, Corinne saying Coulter, Hayden saying Leroy Leroy Jenkins, Jenkins. (laughs) Randall without an answer, Seth saying Fitzgerald, (laughs) Chester saying Hugh Glass, Steve got it. The correct answer is James Beckworth.
Beckworth's dad was from a prominent white Virginia family, and his mom was one of that family's slaves. Beckworth's parents moved to Missouri when he was a young child, where he was raised as the free son of a successful farmer. Beckworth gained the nickname Bloody Arm through his notable skill as a fighter. Steve, what do you got on James Beckworth? He married into the Absorca. Or mm. the crow, hmm. or the crow tribe, and lived with them for quite some time. Was he the one who was rumored to have been killed by them? They think he was maybe poisoned. I don't know. I thought I thought it was him. Uh, I was never never certain. That's um, that's such a shed thrown to Steve too. Yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> Every time there's a mountain man question, I'm like, oh, this is Steve's bone for the week. Brody would have got it. Brody was here though, right? They're I'm in contention. <laughs> Phil, we have two questions left. Give us a scoreboard update. I think it got interesting. It did get interesting. If you can't stand the heat, get out of the meat. Eater Podcast Studio. Grin, you're, you're eliminated. <laughs> oh, he's, he's perked right back, perked right back get up. Get the hell out of here. A little bit of criticism and he perked up. Yeah. Still in the game are Seth, Chester, and Ben with three points apiece. And tied for first place are Hayden, Randall, and Steven Ranella. With how many? Five points. Five points. (laughs) Two questions left. Question nine. The topic is fishing. This river, which is named after a major American city, was declared the world's best walleye fishery by In Fisherman in 2015. This river, which is named after a major American city, was declared the world's best walleye fishery by In Fisherman in 2015. What do you got, Hayden? You got it? No, man. No. Steve, Randall? are you going to get this one? Oh, yeah, I got it. This river. It hit me like a after... diamond bullet. Okay. Like, at first, <laughs> explain. <laughs> at first, I didn't have it. And then it, like, struck me in the forehead. And now you got it right. Like a diamond bullet. This nice. river, which is named after a major American city, was declared the world's best walleye fishery by In Fisherman in 2015. I should I should clarify that I stole the diamond bullet line. Um, in Apocalypse Now, Marlon Brando's character, Kurtz, how to win the Vietnam War, struck him like a diamond bullet. Still don't really understand the diamond part of it. It would just hit that hard. Is that what it's implying? Mm. Okay. How to win the war. Mm. Seth, are you going to get this one? Mm. Don't know. Are you going to be sad when Chester gets this walleye fishing question right and you don't? I might not have it right. Maybe I have it right and he gets it wrong. Oh, I like that too. Does everybody have an answer? Maybe. Maybe we both have the same answer. Go ahead and reveal your answer. We have Steve saying Detroit. Ben saying Detroit. Corinne without an answer. Hayden saying St. Louis, Randall saying Detroit, Seth saying Detroit, Chester saying Detroit. They got it. The correct answer is Detroit. Detroit! The Detroit River is famous for its walleye run that happens each spring when spawners leave Lake Erie. Cabela's holds an annual tournament there where it's not uncommon for five fish limits to exceed 50 pounds. The tournament director called it a jigging paradise for walleye anglers. I love it. It's uh, it's actually unique to a style of fishing called oh, hand lining. Explain it. It's like, I've never done it before. I've never even seen anyone do it before. But it's basically, you have like this spring-loaded reel. And let me know, Chester, if I'm messing this up. And like basically when you let, go, like you, you can pull the line out and let, and let line in like mm. real easily because it's spring-loaded. And you 
that goes out and there's leaders attached to it that you can hook, uh, like, um, you know, whatever, Rapalos, whatever you want to troll. And this is just like, oh, it's, so it's like a vertical jigging technique or no, it's a trolling technique? No, you technique? actually put a big weight on the bottom. So it goes down, <laughs> hits the bottom, then Got you it. have, you, you have leaders or, off of that. Drift or slow troll. Yeah, and you can use you can since the lo- the the spool is spring loaded, mm. you can like pull back and forth and like get different speeds and speed up your bait, slow them down, that kind of stuff. Detroit River, Phil, we have one question left. Detroit, where do we stand? Seth, Chester, and Ben have also been eliminated <sighs> and can no longer win. However, Hayden is still in the game with five points. Steven Randall are tied up with six. Question 10. The topic is cooking. This next great question comes to us via David Valdez. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. Although many think the red liquid that's released from a steak is blood, it's actually this protein. Although many think that the red liquid that's released from a steak is blood, it's actually this protein. Steve, you look confident. Are you going to get this one right? Mm-hmm. On the contrary, <laughs> hey, Randall, have you come up with an answer yet? I have an answer. Okay, do you think you're going to get this one right? State juice. I think I have a good, <laughs> I have a good shot. We may be headed to a tiebreaker. Hayden, in case they're wrong, do you have the right answer? It's not looking good for me, man. Steve, the, uh, the reflection on the... Uh... Oh, do you use that a lot? Wow. No, I've I've never noticed it, but you're holding yeah, your board you're... above your head. Could you see his answer, Randall? <laughs> yes. Do you have the same answer? I do. Okay. <laughs> now we're ready. Is everybody as ready? As long as I can read backwards. On this... <laughs> Is everybody ready? Go ahead and reveal your answers. Oh, we no. have Steve saying, what does that say? Albumin. Albumin. Ben saying, what does that say? Myoglobin. Myoglobin. Oh. Corinne saying plasma. Oh, I'm thinking of the Hayden fat that comes out hemoglobin. of fish. Randall oh. saying myoglobin. Why'd you think that I wrote that? Seth without an answer. Chester saying ajou. It was it was, <laughs> it, it was small and I was reading it backwards in the reflection. You know what's the worst <laughs> thing you want to hear when you have an answer? And Spencer looks at the answer and says, what's, what's that? that? <laughs> That's not good news. <laughs> That was a spoiler because Randall got it right. The correct answer hey. is myoglobin, and that makes Randall our winner Son of a bitch, with seven all correct the answers. Steve, do you Dang, the, the diamond bullet never came on myoglobin, huh? You know what the albumin is? You know if you smoke salmon too hot? Okay. And the and the fat. Oh yeah, that's oh. that's mm, the white. That's the white stuff. Mm. So I mean. <laughs> That could right. have been a great answer for another question. Mm-hmm. That half point. Like, with what's your... that white shit that comes out of salmon flavors when you smoke it too right. hot? I would have been like, albumin. The whooping crane half point and this half point. Technically, Stroganoff, you guys are tied then. Like, <laughs> Count Stroganoff. Sure. I knew I didn't have it right. Quarter point. I think Steve won, actually. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. Now, myoglobin helps store oxygen in your muscles. It's actually one of the key differences that separates white meat from red meat. Simply put, the more myoglobin cells there are, the redder the meat is. So animals like birds with a low level of myoglobin have white meat, and animals like mammals with a high level of myoglobin have red meat. Spencer, I've got a trivia question for you. Okay. <laughs> What's the uh, protein in fish, white flaky fish, that people are allergic to? What's the protein called? Do not know. Parval boomin. Parval wow. boomin. Mm. And I'm allergic to it. Do you know Tony Peterson's allergic to fish too? No. Yeah, guy two, likes to fish. Two as well. of you fishy guys. I just lo- we learned this here. on the last mm-hmm. trivia. Yep. 
You guys could go out and throw fish at each other. Randall, as the winner, you get to choose where the $500 donation goes. So what's it going to be? Uh, let's give it to the TRCP. Mm, what do you like about them, Randall? Well, we're in... It's familiar. We were in Washington, D.C. a couple weeks ago for the annual Conservation Awards dinner. Capital Conservation Awards. Capital Conservation Awards dinner. And it was just a wonderful reminder of all the good work that's being done, um, across party lines in D.C. to get things done for hunters and anglers. Who were some award winners there? Um, well, each year they give an award to two lawmakers one from each side of the aisle. So this year it went to uh, Joe Manchin and then of uh, West Virginia and Blake Moore of Utah. Like an arm wrestling award or what's the award for? It's for just being a, a powerful advocate for hunters and anglers mm-hmm. and uh, and the resources that we use in D.C. And so uh, those two gentlemen have gotten a lot done, um, putting together some big conservation bills and packages over the years. And uh yeah, it was just a great evening. Got to run into a lot of old colleagues and then folks from all sorts of different conservation groups that are getting together. Yeah, they do one one person from each side of the aisle, then they do one from each chamber. So one senator, one congressman. Good on you, Randall. And then they do two. Then they do someone from the private sector. But this year is two people from the private sector, mm. uh, lifelong conservationists and wildlife um, professionals. Becky Humphreys, who retired from National Wild Turkey Federation. And Howard Vincent, who retired from Pheasants Forever, Quail Forever. Well done, Randall. Tough batch of questions. You win it with seven right. Ben, how many did you get right this round? Five again. Five. You are consistent. Yep. We're just going to bring you on from now on, knowing you're going to get five if right. If five's ever the winning score, then, then okay. I'm your guy. All right. <laughs> well done, Ben. Thank you for joining us. Come back next time for more Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. Sport Dog is the most recognized brand in the hunting dog training industry. The Sport Dog promise to consumers is simple. Gear the way you'd design it. Every product Sport Dog builds is meticulously designed and rigorously tested in the field, ensuring it withstands the toughest conditions you and your dog may encounter. I've used that Sport Dog collar in different temperatures. It just doesn't stop working. Get 20% off your first purchase using code Meat Eater. So go to www.sportdog.com slash meat eater to learn more. This show is sponsored in part by BetterHelp. It is a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that they need and that meets them where they are and helps them get through challenges. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible. It's simple to use. You can connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.